0: Welcome to the L&D Career club podcast where purpose-driven people come to start and grow the LD career of their dreams. I'm Sarah Canistra, an LD career business and executive coach and I'm here to take you on a weekly journey to create a seamless energizing and engaging LD career blueprint so you can live a life of fulfillment inspiration and freedom. If you're here to find your first LD role, move up the LD ladder or land that high-level LD role you've been dreaming of, Welcome to the club. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the first episode of the LD Career Club podcast uh, for the new year. I am so excited that y'all are here. I hope you're having an amazing, amazing start to your new year if you're listening to this when it comes out on the second um, but yeah happy new year y'all and thank you all so much for the love on last week's podcast where I talked all about the brand new l Career Club We've had 10 people sign up for the membership since then, which is amazing. And we've created three new membership tiers as well to make it more accessible. So we have a tier that's $19 a month, we have a tier that's $99 a month, and a tier that's $199 a month, um, as well as some, some pay and full options as well. But uh, it's just been so incredible to see so many of you joining the LD Career Club. And, you know, for me, that's going to be such a big focus of mine for this year. And we've made some shifts. Um, I think I've mentioned on some podcasts before that we're not going to be. Offering any one off live programs outside of the LD Career Club because our goal really is to invest our time, our energy, our money into making it the home for purpose-driven people who are looking to not just find and land their dream LD role, but also thrive in it. Um, and that's gonna be a big part of the investment we're making inside of the LD Career Club is not just supporting you and finding and landing that role, but making sure that once you land it, that you're supported as well. Um, I've seen Over the last couple of years, so many of my clients who have gone on to land these incredible roles um, but it can be intimidating when you first do that right and you want to make sure you're set up for success and so that's a big part of the evolution of the l d career club is making sure it's not just about finding that job and saying okay did the job did, you know got the job amazing um, but about supporting you as you enter it and make sure that you're you have that support you have that knowledge that you have you know a community to bounce ideas off of so super excited about everyone who's been joining so far i have the link in the show notes if you're interested if you have any questions about it, you can always feel free to shoot me a message on LinkedIn. But uh, welcome to all of our new l Career Club members. Just so excited. And we have an amazing new portal, which I am honestly having so much fun in. It's, uh, you know, it's it just goes to show too. And I think about it from a learning perspective all the time of, you know, when you have when you have a really great foundation and then you add really good technology on top of it just magic happens and so just even seeing all the connection just over the last couple of days of people who have joined and are meeting each other and having that Having those conversations. It's been amazing. So, again, we'd love for you to join us. We have three tiers of accessibility inside of the LD Career Club. Uh, so, I'll drop the link in the show notes. And of course, any questions that you have about it, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to answer them. Um, you can send me a message on LinkedIn or you can always feel free to email me hello at the overnight and I'll be happy to answer those questions. So, Let's get into today's episode. It's funny because we are going to talk about setting goals. And if you were in the masterclass workshop that I did a couple weeks ago in terms of preparing for 2024 and really nailing that L&D career strategy, we're going to talk about some of the things that we talked about in there as well. But I always find it funny because I actually don't typically set goals at the new year. Uh, I mean, time's a construct, so (laughs) you can always start over. I was talking to my mom about that this morning where um, for me, I always like to think about – my goal setting it tends to happen more around my birthday, which is in a couple weeks, right? So um, it's on the 19th of January. So it's not like I'm super far behind. But for me, it's more about setting that intention for the year my, my, the year of my life ahead versus um, some arbitrary numbers that someone created many, many moons ago and said that January 1st is the new year. <laughs> uh, so I always like to think about the new year for me. So just know, you know, if you want to, if you want to use this, you wanna schedule some time to listen to this again during your birthday month or your birthday, uh, that's what I'm going to be doing and setting my goals in a couple of weeks from now, but I will be utilizing what we're going to talk about today. So uh, just so you know, someone asks you like, what are your goals? I'm like, "Mm, I haven't thought about it yet because I think about it during my birthday month or during my birthday. So I want to kick off today and really start talking about goal setting. And the reason why I think it's important to think about goals in a new way is because we've been thinking about them the same way for a very long time. And I know that most people, and I've even taught this before, that like when you go to set out a goal, especially a goal for your career, is that it should be quote unquote smart, right? A smart goal. And I think most people have heard of smart goals. If you haven't, it stands for specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound Um, And of course, that's actually up for debate, because if you Google what a SMART goal stand for, you can look at three different articles and they're probably um, specific always stays the same and time bound stays the same. But the measurable and measurable stays the same. But sometimes it's like attainable. Sometimes it's like realistic for the R. So it's interesting to see, um, again, that we don't even have one, um, one streamlined version of what a SMART goal actually is. So we need a SMART goal about the SMART goal. But I'm always I totally understand the need for smart goals in business, right? When we think about uh, creating a business goal specifically, then it, it does need to be specific. It needs to be measurable. It needs to be achievable. It needs to be relevant. It needs to be time bound. So I understand smart goals in the business sense of okay, we have a project we have to get done, or here's an organizational challenge, and here's a solution, and here's where, how we're gonna gonna make that happen, and when we need to do it by, and is it actually achievable? Is it relevant to the problem, right? So. SMART goals make sense in a business setting. However, they don't really align in a in a career setting, right? In setting goals for ourselves. And especially when it comes to finding and landing this new career. But I think what happens is a lot of people set out and they have this big, audacious SMART goal. Or maybe it's not a SMART goal in general, but this big goal. Like, you know, I want to land a new role by the end of this year or in six months or whatever it is, right? And then we're taught to take this really big goal that we have and do micro goals, right? And, and almost like make micro smart goals, uh, okay, mini specific, mini measurable, right? Uh, and then lastly, being able to, to think about it, okay, well, what's my intention behind these goals? And so it's kind of a, a upside down triangle in a funnel, right? We pick the big goal, we then say, here's some micro goals, and then we say, all right, here's some intentions and on how I'm going to make these a reality. And so. What I like to think about is how do we now flip this on its head? And I like to focus on intention-led goal setting and starting with intentions first. And Jennifer Williamson has this great quote which I love and I wrote it down so I wouldn't botch it because I botched it the other day. But this is what she says, an intention is more than just wishful thinking, it's willful direction. And I think it's really important for us to have willful direction before we're setting a specific goal, right? Like like we need to have that direction that we're heading in so that we can actually see what the goal is versus like creating some arbitrary goal, but not really having willful direction to get us there. And so it's important to ask yourself and I think I know the answer to most of this right when we think about how often we focus on setting intentions before goals it's very rare right we usually will set a goal and if we even set an intention then that intention comes comes on the on the heels of that goal and it's one thing to set goals right but the reality is without intentions leading them right intentions are those willful direction most people will lose momentum and then start to question their capabilities so I think it's important to you to like talk about what we mean by intentions and what I mean by intention. So when we look at setting intentions, we're not talking about blindly wishing for a million dollars to land in our labs, right? So it's not about this like overall manifestation of I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow, uh, which would be great, right? If we could all do that, that would be awesome. <laughs> Most people go wrong or they set that, set that intention. It's like, I'm a millionaire. Like I'm a millionaire today or I'm wishfully thinking that, you know, a million dollars will fall into my lap or my dream job will show up for me tomorrow. And so intentions, rather than focusing and trying to will your goals into existence, an intention really is, is all about moving the needle in the direction that you want to go. So really, The main difference between goals and intentions is the time frame they work their magic in. So intentions really work their magic on the present moment, right? So it's willful direction, but in this present moment, whereas goals are focusing on working their magic in the future. And so in order to really understand our future, I always want you to start with the present, right? Getting your intentions clear on the here and the now, so that way they're supporting you as you continue on towards your goals in the future. So, goals are focused really on what you want to achieve later, and intentions focus on what feels right to you right now. So, when you are setting career intentions, a couple of things I want you to think about. One is that I want them to be aligned for you. And so, they're needs based, they're in sync with your why, and they're hyper focused on your LD niche. If you're not sure what I mean by LD niche, I have a million episodes on that. I talk about it in almost every episode, but it's the intersection between your skills, your values, and your interests. It is not a specific job title, it's not a specific field, it's not a department, it's an intersection that's unique to you. So you want to make sure that your intentions are aligned. You also want to make sure that they are specific and they paint a clear picture of what you're aiming for, but here in the present. That brings us to them being present. So they're written in the present tense as if the outcome is already in existence. And lastly, you want them to be positive, so heartfelt and coming from a place of connection and self-love. So an example of an intention could be I maintain a work life balance or I use my creative skills and talents. So really thinking about that of in that present tense that that intention that you have that's aligned with your needs, your why, your LD niche, it's specific, it's present, it's positive and really thinking about that in in the moment of what that looks like for you. Like what do your career intentions look like? Once you have your career intentions, you can then start to create some micro goals based on your career intentions. So that's the that's the beauty of it, right? So now we know, right? work life balance, uh we know about Uh, using your creative skills and talents, right? That that intention exists. So then you can ask yourself, okay, how do I now create goals that are going to support that intention? Again, we usually do it opposite. We usually create some specific goal and then we backwards engineer our intentions and our needs inside of it. But really we're thinking about here's what my intentions are and now how do I create goals that are going to make my intentions become a reality for me in this present moment? So the question becomes, right? Like, how can I start to make this intention a reality now? What is the next right step to do that? And we start to think about that in terms of we we create a micro goal, then we achieve it. We create another micro goal, another micro goal, and eventually we've led up to this larger goal, which we'll talk about in a little bit. So when you are creating these micro goals, the first thing you want it to be, like I mentioned, is intention-led. So it clearly states the embodiment of your intentions the next part of it is you want it to be detailed. So as detailed, as exact, as specific, as granular as possible. So we're creating these little mini micro goals. I had a coach who always talked about like, the, like how special micro potency is, right? How can we get down to that granular detail? And the more that we can do that in these micro goals, the reality is the easier it is to check them off our list. I think what happens when we set out with these big audacious goals is that's, those, are, those are big, right? And like that To feel the success of it takes a long time. When we create these super hyper-detailed, hyper-granular, hyper-specific micro-goals that are going to make our intentions come to life, it's much easier to achieve them. And we'll talk about the science behind that in a minute. Um, short term. So you want these goals to be focused on the next right step and not anything else beyond that. So you'll keep coming back to your micro goals pretty regularly. So once you achieve one, right, then you get to say, great, okay, what's the next right step? And what's the next right step? And what's the next right step there? And then lastly, personal. So you want your, your micro goals to be aligned with what you want to do, not what you think you should do. And that takes time. That takes support too. So I think keeping that in mind when you are setting your your micro goals is really making sure you're differentiating between the noise out there. I was just talking to someone um, on LinkedIn a couple days ago, and you know she's like, yeah, I'm read, I'm following all these people, and I'm reading all these books, and reading all these blogs, and I'm you know, fo- like reading like doing all these things, and signing up for all these lessons and academies and webinars, right, and like the reality of that is you start to lose the personal side of your micro goals because you're now, you're, you've you you've lost yourself in all of that. And it's hard to, to delineate between, okay, what is it that I want to do versus what all of this noise is telling me. So creating your micro goals, again, that's why those intentions are so important because it allows you to turn inward versus focusing outward. So for example, we can think about, You know, sample, like the intention we talked about before, which is I maintain a work-life balance. Well, when we think about how that can actually come to fruition and embody that now and get one step closer, a sample goal could be for that is schedule one to two me time activities each week. So you're already embodying that, right? And when you're able to do that and cross it off your list, right, we start to think about, great, what is the next step to be able to maintain a work-life balance? So eventually when you are in that new role, you've actually already worked out how to maintain a work-life balance. You know what work-life balance actually looks like for you. So when you're interviewing for roles, you know, hey, I know I need to have a role that allows me to to have these one to two, you know, me time hours per week. Uh, So really thinking about that. Um, another example, we have the I use my creative skills and talents. So a sample goal could be, you know, spending 10 minutes a week identifying the types of roles, allowing you to be creative and rewarding you for your talents. And so it's important to think about that, right? And I think like you can, like that once you, maybe you spend like the next two weeks spending 10 minutes a day looking for roles in companies that are creative, right? Then the next right step after that, once you've done that, is to find and connect with people at those companies to learn more. Um, Then after that, the next goal could be spending one to two hours per week applying to those roles. Then the goal after that could be crafting interview questions to learn more about how the company rewards creativity, right? So you can start to see here that all of these sample goals, these micro goals that are aligned with your intentions are leading you towards the bigger picture. And again, you're not going to make all of those at one time, but you get the gist of what the next right step looks like once you complete that goal. And it's important, right? Because we think about the idea of setting goals and being able to achieve them and when we set these really 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 big goals and it takes us a long time to achieve them it's really really easy to get like disheartened by them and there's a lot of research that shows like once we've perceived once we've failed or perceived we've failed at a at a goal we're actually a lot more likely to fail at that goal again but if we focus on our intentions first then these micro goals and again making them hyper hyper potent uh and hyper specific then the reality is is that they are more realistic and that you're able to to conquer them so you are going to get those dopamine hits right and you're going to it's going to allow you then to continue in that forward movement so the last part once we've set our intentions set our micro goals then we can look forward to this bigger goal and again like I mentioned before like we're going to it's it's we're often, we're often, smart goals are shoved down our throats, right? So like, again, we we want to use it in a work sense. It totally makes sense. But like when we use smart goals as our overarching goal, you might come up with an idea of like wanting to land a new role in 60 days, right? And it might just happen for you. But the reality is that with smart goals, there's just too many variables and factors to make that part of a goal for yourself. So, I mentioned before, right, like when we assign goals to ourselves that are too heavily influenced by external factors, what happens is we end up leaving ourselves vulnerable to be set up for failure, and then once we fail at something once, we're more likely to fail at it again. So the more that we focus on variables and factors outside of our control, such as time frame and measurability, right, so some of the core tenets of SMART goals, the more we may actually move further and further away from what our intended goals might be. So in moving away from smart goals, I have come up with a formula, and I'm going to be writing about this in my book, but called real goals. So, this is how I'm talking about it. But, um, and I'm sure if you google real goals, I know there's some other, other definitions of it as well, or some other acronyms, but. I really spent some time looking at my clients and what has worked and what hasn't worked in terms of goal setting for their career. And this is where, where I have really found the magic to be. So first and foremost, so R-E-A-L, real, it's an acronym because I love acronyms. Um, the R stands for realistic. And I think it's really important to focus when it comes to realistic. It's a couple of things, right? First is it's focusing on what is mostly in your control as well as practical and reasonable for your next career move. And sometimes you need help with that. So I've been working with the l d career club a lot over the last couple weeks in terms of appropriate leveling so sometimes you don't always know what that looks like and you might need support and help so and i'll, I'll talk about this as we, we get through the through what the rest of the acronym stands for but having someone help you in creating your goals and and making sure that they are realistic can be a really really beneficial part to making sure that this is a goal that is is achievable for you. Um, you know, if someone who is moving from education into the corporate learning and development world, you know, <laughs> wanting to be the next chief learning officer of, you know, Amazon, right? That's that. There's a disconnect there. I'm not saying that you want to do that, right? That's an exaggeration. But I think there's a lot. Um, a lot to be said for like what is practical and reasonable. And I'll say this, a lot of times what I notice from clients too is they actually sell themselves short. So I know that was was a dramatized example of like someone, you know, wanting to be the chief learning officer of Amazon. But what I notice instead is they're, many, many clients, for them, what's practical and reasonable is actually lower than where they should be too. So it's making sure the leveling is correctly there when it comes to your goals. Um, and then focusing on what is mostly in your control, right? We can't control everything, so it's important to remember that. But again, we say, oh, my goal is to land a new role in 60 days. Well, that time frame like that's actually out of your control. So, and, when, and I'll show you something, I'll, I'll share an example in a minute of what a smart goal looks like versus a real goal in terms of um, in terms of career. So the first part is realistic. Again, focusing on what is mostly in your control as well as practical and reasonable for your next career move. The E stands for energizing. And this part is so, so, so important. This is all about creating a goal that is motivating to you not only when you achieve it, but as you're actively working towards it. I want to repeat that again. The E stands for energizing. And it's about creating a goal that is motivating to you, not only when you achieve it, but as you're working towards it. So this goal that you have for yourself is actually inspiring, right? And looking at it doesn't make you feel, oh gosh, like that'll never happen, or, you know, oh my gosh, like this is such a big goal, or how will I make this happen? Instead, your goal your goal is really rooted in your why, it's rooted in your mission, essentially. And it allows you to, to look at it and say, that's it okay I, I remember now like why I'm working towards this like I'm excited now and for me I've shared this on the podcast before too, but I I keep my like my why is on my computer. It's on this like busted up post it. Um that's like I must have spilled stuff on my computer, which I can see here. Um the tape, it's like taped on there. The tape is like turning colors, but it says to help purpose driven people find, land, create, grow, and love the LD career of their dreams so that they can live a life of fulfillment, inspiration, and freedom. And let me tell you, 2023 was a hard year. There were many, many, many times where I was like, what am I? doing with my life? Um, But then I look at that, right? And I look at that goal that I have, which is to help purpose-driven people find their roles and live this life, and it energizes me. So it allows me to keep that motivation going, even when I'm not quite a quote-unquote seeing results right away. So you want your goal to be energizing, not draining. The A stands for aligned. Um, It was funny, we were doing this, uh, doing the masterclass live people were joking that um, aligned is our was our drinking word. So <laughs> um, but it's so important and I'll always use that word because it is a buzzword for me, but it's the, it's one of the most important things. I think especially going into 2024, the biggest thing that I'm seeing is the alignment piece and that being honestly the make or break for people to get into get into for interviews and be selected for roles is being able to showcase that alignment. So alignment, when it comes to setting your goals, means that you're using your needs, your intentions, and your micro goals, right? You're looking at all of the pieces of the puzzle and you're having that roll up into your overarching goal. So it's aligned with like who you are, what it is you want to do, what your needs are out of a career, what your intentions are, what are all these little micro goals, right? How do you now roll that up into an overarching goal that is aligned with what it is you actually want to do? And lastly, This piece is so important. Uh, Latent, which means concealed, and keeping your goal hidden and sharing it with very few people. So this surprised me when I was doing research. Um, I think I talked about this too, like in the book that I'm writing. It's been a challenge in a good way. It's like a really great challenge for me, but. Uh, as I'm creating and as I have created, like I have to, I have to have backup, right? I can't just like spew things out and say this is the word. And so as I was thinking about what has worked well, I've done a lot of research on like what would work well for my clients. I've done a lot of research on goal setting, and I spent quite, I probably spent an entire week just focusing on the goal setting chapter. And the information I found was so. Exciting but also surprising to me because I think as a society we're told like share your goals, post your goals, put it on social media, tell everyone about it, have that accountability piece and the research shows like some legit research y'all like over and over again shows that the more that we're sharing our goals and having that quote-unquote accountability, what actually happens in our brain is a false sense of accomplishment. So we actually feel like we've already done something even if we haven't. And what that can lead to then is some more complacency or like, oh yeah, like, okay, I've done that or I've shared that. And a lot of times too, it's because when we share our goals, we get a lot of people who are like, oh my gosh, you've got this. You can do it. Oh yeah, totally. And in our brains, right, that's our our brains get information that's saying, "Yep, yeah, okay, like you've like you've got this, right?" And so we're actually telling our brains we don't need to work as hard on this goal or we've actually already achieved some of it. So it's this false sense of achievement. And the false sense of achievement can lead us to being less motivated, to feeling like we've already done some things. Um, and so keeping our goal to ourselves is going to be a huge, huge, huge part of setting your career goals. Um, I know for me, I have some specific goals for my, again, my 36th year. Um, and I, I have one goal in, in particular that I, I'm focusing on. And I just shared it with my husband. And that was it. That's the only person who I shared it with. Um, and I don't plan on sharing it with anyone else um and so it doesn't mean you can't share it with anyone right but like being really conscious about who you're sharing it with and why Uh, i know like with my clients i have many of them will share their goal with me and that's it right And i'm I'm that keeper there um to help push them towards that right so they already know they have that accountability there as well but to help them guide it, to help them figure out a strategy to make that happen um keeping your goal concealed and hidden is going to be a huge 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 part of your um of, of your of your setting of your goals. And I know, again, society tells us we should tell everyone, but I'm really encouraging you to keep those goals to yourself this year. Uh, to have them in a place where you can see it often, but only you and have it for you. Maybe it's your phone background, maybe it's a post-it like mine is, uh, but keeping that concealed. So our real goals are realistic, energizing, aligned, and latent. So I want to give you an example so I had a client who, uh, again, I told you I used to I used to teach and, and coach on setting smart goals, and it never like ever felt like quite right. Um, and so her smart goal was within three months land a talent development role utilizing my skills in coaching, cultural program design, problem solving, and relationship building. And so again, it was a smart goal, and but there's a lot of pieces of this goal. Um, you know, it, it's realistic, right? And but the reality is like it didn't focus on as much. It focused on things that were out of her control, right? So it's good that there's but there's a time bound part, right? And that's one variable that's out of her control. And what we did, we realized this goal was realistic, like I mentioned, but it was missing pieces. Um, like it, what what's energizing about that, right? And so really keeping in mind the idea of a real goal. We created, um, or she created this, which was take my leadership capabilities to the next level as an L&D leader in a role that relies on my program design, coaching, relationship and problem solving skills and for an organization and team that promotes consistent feedback, collaboration and flexible scheduling, right? So as a current L&D leader with a small team under her already, so this, this client's real goal was realistic and more importantly, didn't focus on anything that was really out of her control, right? So taking her leadership cap- capabilities to the next level, she can control that uh being an LD leader like she can control her being a leader uh, and then every part of her goal is something that she's actively she can actively search for so again rather than just saying she wanted a talent development role she energized her goal by adding the details about what would excite her most in her next role again taking the leadership capabilities to the next level and her smart goals like i mentioned they hired they, they highlighted the skills she wanted to use, but in her real goal, she really expanded on that and focused going back to aligning with her needs, her intentions, her micro goals. And when she settled on this, I was the only, well, now you all know, but you don't know who she is. So it's okay. Um, but um, this person didn't share it with anyone. And so this is, this, this was her goal to take. So again, thinking about setting goals for 2024, um, keep them to yourself. I'll start start with there. But I want you to start with intentions. And it's, again, usually the last thing or something people don't even think about is setting intentions. And again, there's a lot of like woo-woo around intentions, but the reality is it's that willful direction. So I want you to take some time if you haven't done so already. It's still the beginning of the year. If you are a person who's like, hey, I want to set some goals for this year or for this month or for this quarter, whatever it looks like, I encourage you to start with intentions and then create some micro goals and then based on those create that overarching real goal realistic energizing aligned and latent so keeping it to yourself create that goal and hold on to it and i encourage you to you know set some time to be able to come back to it um, one of the things I talk about with my clients and we've been focusing a lot on is the idea of like time frames versus timelines uh, and workshopping all of that into this as well. So I will leave you with that. Like I said, short-ish and sweet-ish, <laughs> short-ish and sweet, uh, but to go ahead and set some goals. I'm not going to ask you to share them with me, but if you do want to let me know that you've set your goals for this year or this month, this quarter, whatever it is, feel free to let me know. Shoot me a message on, on LinkedIn. You can tell me I set my goals, but I'm not going to tell them to you. I had someone who attended the workshop uh, post about it. I was like, uh, I attended this workshop. It was great. I learned not to share my goals. So I'm not sharing my goals with you all. <laughs> so uh, again, thank you all so much for making last year such an amazing year. I cannot wait for everything that's in store for 2024. Uh, I will probably have some sort of fun like birthday bundle sale happening in the next couple weeks. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but until then, like I mentioned, would love for you to join us inside the all new LD Career Club. It is where we're spending all of our time and our energy this year on just making it the absolute best. And we'd love to have you in it. So again, shoot me an email if you have any questions about it. Hello at the overnight or feel free to send me a message on LinkedIn, but I will catch you all back here next week. Thank you so much for listening to the LD Career Club podcast. If today's episode sparked anything inside you, I would love to hear about it. Feel free to share your ahas and takeaways by sending me a message on LinkedIn or Instagram or by leaving a podcast review. And if you want more support on your L&D career journey, I invite you to join us inside the L&D Career Club membership, where we are redefining what it looks like to grow in your L&D career. Visit theovernighttrainer.com slash programs for more information and to activate your membership. See y'all back here next week.